Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, this is interesting. You remember the very uh, famous uh, Farrah Fawcett poster? Uh, her in the uh, red uh, bathing suit from over 40 uh, years ago. Yes. Yeah. On a it cold is, day. It has been the it is the uh, the highest selling, best selling poster of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, well, the woman who designed the red bathing suit that she's in hated it. Hated the picture. Hated the fact she was wearing that bathing suit, even though it went on to sell boatloads of those bathing suits. The designer said um, that Farah had it in her, uh, I guess, her bag, her purse. Uh, she had taken a couple of swimsuits with her for the photo shoot, and that was one of them she took. Farah claimed that uh, that was just a one-off. She wore it for the one uh, photo. They took a couple of shots and then moved on to other stuff. And then that became the, uh, the poster that uh, sold around the world. The woman said she made... She made her retirement money off of that poster, just selling those uh, bathing suits. But uh, Of course, she hated it, though. She didn't like that bathing suit. She said, uh, I'll tell you what, she says, that swimsuit had nothing to do with the success of that poster. That's what I'll tell you. Right. Well, of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was a stunningly beautiful woman, though, Farrah Fawcett. Unbelievable. I, 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 when I was, for me... If I think back to kind of, you know, being awoken to liking girls. Right. At whatever age I was, for for sure she was the first kind of like, oh, what's that? <laughs> hmm. Let me put down my hockey stick or my bicycle. What is this about? Right. What is this stirring in my pants? Well, if you think back to the photo, too, like the bathing suit, you know, other than the fact that it reveals... A couple of things, sure. You know, plays such a like a small role in it. Like it's kind of crumpled up. It's uh, it, it's it, yeah, it's, it's not from a the, great. It's photo. from the side. It's not like a full on you know frontal of the of the bathing suit. No, no, but it's it's her look, her smile, that oh, hair, yeah. which was so iconic for the time. Like, can you think back to your? I was probably like thirteen, fourteen, something in that age range. Can you think right. back to a woman? Who would have been that kind of thing for you? The Farah of my youth would have been maybe. Yeah, well, I guess I guess that would have been you know the start of like the, the when it comes to swimsuits, the Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. swimsuit like editions, Cindy right? Margolis or whatever her name was. Well, she was the internet one, right? Right, right. Uh, like the first kind of internet star. But I think before that would have been. You know, if not the Christy Brinkley's, like the uh, Kathy Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of uh, swimsuit cover model. Yeah. Right. Do you remember, like, the Aerosmith videos with, like, Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. when those first came out, too? That stirred something? There was, a, Yeah, there was a little stirring going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I spent a lot of time staring at that Farrah poster. <laughs> Staring at it right now. I feel don't, bad. Don't though stir anything in here. She's dead. I feel terrible. It's a little disrespectful. But Lee Majors, there was a great story that when she was on Charlie's Angels, and she was only a part of Charlie, she pulled like a Suzanne Summers where they, Suzanne Summers, I think, bailed after a season or two of Three's Company, but she was only there for, I think, a year or, or so, and then, you know, she was obviously the breakout star, so she wanted to go on and do movies. Anyhow, she was married at the time to Lee Majors, who was a $6 million man and fall guy and all these other things. And he would show up. So he's filming 
six minutes. Like, think of it that, like, there's, there's a period in your life when the whole world is your oyster. Mm. So Lee Majors has the $6 million man. It's like a huge TV hit. He's, his wife is Farrah Fawcett. She's on this massive, successful Charlie's Angels show. They're doing okay. They live in Malibu. Like, it, they're, they're two beautiful people. Like, it couldn't get, in the mid-70s, like, it couldn't have gotten any better. You know, that little window of time. And it is said that he would show up on the set of Charlie's Angels, like, two and three times a week. During her breaks, they'd be in the trailer, and the trailer would be a-rockin'. Really? Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Lee Majors. <laughs> so we have in the uh, the news the story of uh, Nathaniel Veltman, his father, uh, coming out and saying uh, how horrific all of this was and how yeah. terrible they feel. And it got me thinking about parents of people who commit horrendous acts, you know, like Alec uh, Manassian and him uh, mowing down all those people on Young Street and... You know, you go back to the, of course, the Homolkas and uh, the Bernardos. Mm-hmm. And you just wonder as a parent or as a family member at all, a brother, a sister, a cousin, anybody related. Like, how do you carry on with your life? That 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 is over you now forever. Yep. You know, you'd think the, the Veltmans will probably have to leave London. I don't know if the Manassians still live in the city. There's the other guy that went across um, the Danforth shooting people too, as well, right? I forget his name. Yes, name. yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't know, and especially with the with the uh, with the Homolkas, because of course uh, she and Paul killed her sister. Like it wasn't, you know. I just don't know. Do you do you turn your back on that family member forever? Well, I think in in that case, y- y- yes. In that one, yeah. But uh, I wonder, does she have any relationship with her parents at all anymore? I know she lives in Quebec, but. I don't know, I, I, and I don't know, you know, it, it's your child at mm. one point. I, I think the real, the scary part in, in all of that, I don't know if it's scary is the right word, obviously, but the, the troubling part, you know, for, for these parents is right away, you know, they must need therapy because internally you'd have to think, what did I do mm-hmm. wrong? Mm-hmm. Right? What 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 did I do? How to, did I not see it? To raise this monster and how did this, you know come about maybe in some cases they knew uh, you know said hey like they washed our hands so maybe it was a problem with it with the relationship to begin with mm-hmm. um that kind of caused a lot of this but uh yeah you know Dellen millard would be another one mm-hmm. too right right of course um, yeah man there's a name we've forgotten all about yeah uh, you know, he, he of course killed his father mm-hmm. uh, i think it was part of was it one of his killings was it yeah. Or, or was he charged in that one, or his father just passed away? I can't remember now. Thankfully, I've kind of blacked out some yeah, of the details. Someone we want to remember of this crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, you 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 feel for it. Um, different, I guess. If um, you know, if it's a drunk driver, uh, you know, then they survive. I think you're, the disappointment is obviously there. Mm. Um, but you know, in a situation like this, you, you, I don't even know what this this poor man. You know, he he released a statement. He he basically wrote a letter to the Canadian press where he, you know, he just said, you know, how much uh, uh, the disappointment he he felt and and the shock, a deep sorrow uh, for the victims is what he called it, and just a, a senseless act. Mm-hmm. He said uh, that his son committed, but my goodness. Well, look, nobody is born a racist. It's a learned uh, trait. It's a learned thing, and either he got it from friends or family. 
or he got it online. And, you know, there's a sense, I think, that he might have fallen down some rabbit hole, as so many have, with so many different things. And uh, just started believing uh, the things he was reading or the things he was hearing and not able to uh, to separate the the anger from reality. And and you hear it all the time, too. Oh, somebody's a serial killer or whatever. Oh, he's a good guy. He's quiet, kept to himself, never bothered anybody, friendly enough, said hello. So maybe a lot of times people like this guy keep this stuff uh, close to the chest and well hidden. You know, maybe his family never knew he he held this kind of anger for others. Mm. I just, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't imagine this child you raise and you love, you know, unconditionally. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And, I, you know, you just don't know what you do as a family. I, I mean, everything would be destroyed. Like, how would you, as the father, how do you go to your place of business the next day? How, how do you do anything yeah. anymore? Well, yeah, I'm sure you have to kind of change names in, in, yeah. in some of these uh, scenarios. And your life is, you know, completely yeah. disrupted as well as a result of all of this. And on a much smaller scale. I remember, you know, even, you know, my kids in, in a school situation. And um, and you just think, you know, would you rather your kid, you know, be bullied or be the bully, or which would be more upset at if your kid was being bullied mm. or if they were the bully? Good question. Um, and, and you know, as as much as you you hate to see your kid in pain, mm. right? If your kid is that one causing that, right? Boy, I would be infuriated with yeah. them too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be brokenhearted because you didn't raise them to be that way. Mm. Yeah, and you would think that people like Nathaniel, but I guess the hate runs so deep they can't see anything else. But it doesn't ever cross their mind that by by me doing this, going after these people that I hate, I'm going to destroy my family as well. I guess I think so. I think I think you know they they think their lives are uh, in some of these scenarios. They think their lives are pretty much done anyway, and mm. this is the final act. Right. Right. Brutally sad, anyhow, and and then good for that dad because so many times, um, you know, family members, people, anybody associated with him would be told to shut up and keep your head down and, you know, let the law and the lawyers figure it out. So a brave move by his father. Elephants. Elephants only need two hours of sleep a day. Wow. Which is the least of any mammal. Really? And I guess like a horse, they probably do it standing up, right? I would imagine so, or maybe they go down to the knees. Maybe. Huh. This is odd. Pinball machines were illegal in Oakland, California from 1930 until 2014. The hell would that have been? Gang warfare, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Uh, Maybe they thought that was it. Pinball causes the gang warfare. (laughs) Maybe. Had they had a few more pinball uh, machines for the uh, kids, maybe they wouldn't have had all the troubles. Right. The employees at Disney parks aren't allowed to point with one finger because it could be seen as a negative gesture by some people from other countries. So they always point with two fingers. Now, is it two fingers together or are they giving the shocker in the right direction? (laughs) 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 Is it the horns? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Lost my job at Disney. Why? I couldn't figure out which fingers to point with. <laughs> I was pointing up a lot with one <laughs> finger. The budget for Dazed and Confused. Remember that great movie? Yes, loved it. One of my favorites. Was uh, $6.9 million. Was really? Yeah. About one-sixth of that went towards getting the rights to all the 70s songs used in the movie. Right. Yeah, that's a great album soundtrack. Yeah, it's a good one. If you're a fan of like the, the classics. But uh, it, I can't imagine they spent that much more. I mean, it was... 
kind of a makeshift cast. Yeah. I guess Ben Affleck was in it. It was Matthew McConaughey's first movie, first real gig. Yep. But beyond that, they weren't major actors. No, nobody was of a big name. And it's not like they had a lot going on in the set. It was like a high school and a couple of houses. Yeah. Silly String was originally created in the 1970s when a chemist was trying to invent an instant spray-on cast. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Big failure. Although it worked out with the Silly String idea. Did pretty good there. Reading silently to yourself is a relatively new development. People have been writing and reading for 5,000 years, but it's only been socially acceptable to read alone and not out loud to a group for the past 30, 300 to 400 years. Wow. Imagine that at one time, somebody sitting there just reading quietly to themselves and people look at them like, oh, why aren't you rude? <laughs> <laughs> read to me. Read to me. you're walking by. <laughs> How, How dare you? <laughs> what was the job of a librarian at that point? <laughs> How much. hard was that? <laughs> yeah, not much going on. Um, even, uh, fruit flies get hangry. Okay. Yeah, when they haven't had enough to eat. They are an annoying little hmm. bug. Tough to catch them. Yeah, you know you do? You put, a uh, Maria started doing this. You put a little uh, bowl of, um, uh, vinegar with a piece of saran wrap over it and a little slit in the saran wrap. Oh. They go to the vinegar and they die in the vinegar. My solution is just not to have any fruit or vegetables in the house. That's a better way to go, I think. <laughs> just stinking. <laughs> stinking fries. They hate chicken. Well, yeah, not down with that. How many oceans are there, Lucky, in the world? Come on, you went to university. I did. I did. Uh, five or six? There are five. Look at you. And the fifth one was just added. It was just added. Well, we've got the four, right? We have the Atlantic, the Pacific, the Indian, and the uh, Arctic Ocean. Yeah, and the Antarctic, right? And the Antarctic has, Antarctica has uh, what they now call the Southern Ocean. Okay, uh, but it wasn't the there before. Well, it was always there, right? I guess, but they—they, they, I guess, maybe they just mingled it in with the other ones. Thought we were melting enough that we were creating our own ocean. <laughs> right. Yes, the newest ocean, the Florida Ocean, because <laughs> it's going to get wiped out. I would have said there's a couple more. You got uh, Danny Ocean <laughs> from the Ocean's Eleven. You got, you got Billy Ocean. Oh, that's the best Caribbean ocean. Caribbean Queen. <laughs> Google is terrific. I mean, it really is a, a great, great thing, and it's so helpful in so many ways, but it also has a negative effect in that it makes a lot of us look pretty stupid. All right. Uh, Google Trends posted a list of words we can't spell, and we can't <laughs> spell a lot of words. <laughs> These are what people looked up for the spelling? Yeah, yeah that's, and, and it's weird, too, because you have spell check in most of your applications now, right? Right. But I know I I will do it. Like when we're posting, say, our uh, podcast or whatever, uh, there are times that I'll turn to Google, certainly, to look for words. But, boy, we struggle with words like quiet. Wow. And bagel and equal. Color is a word we struggle with. People having, like, the QU problem with those? Equal and uh, quiet? Yeah, maybe. Color yeah. I can get, you know, is it O-U or just O-R? Gray is another one. But then because in America, they spell it with the A. And right. Most other countries spell it with the E. Um, We have trouble with cousin, career, question, teacher, supplies, nemesis, because, dessert, favorite. These are all words we, we can't spell. Anxious. But the biggest word, and it's only nine letters long, beautiful. That's really? the number one word we can't seem to spell. Yeah. Oh. Now, I put myself in that category. I do spend a lot of time either saying to the lovely Maria, how do you spell divorce? 
<laughs> um, I'm just about to look it up in Google. <laughs> so it's probably because you don't know how to spell beautiful. Right, that's right. <laughs> you're never if you're never writing that. <laughs> um, now, when it comes to words, I have to admit I have completely uh, forgotten how to write words in cursive. Completely forgotten. I, right. When I do write something, it's all in capitals. Like yeah. a serial killer. Yeah, that's how we mo- we mostly write now block mm. letters. Yeah. Capitalize. Or some kind of version of the two, right? Like a quick cursive printing mm. that we do. Now, do your boys, uh, do they know how to write in cursive? No. Really? I don't think so. Do they even teach it anymore I, in school? I don't think they do. I think they go straight to keyboard. Wow. That, you know, I understand. It's, uh, certainly that's the way the world's gone. But that is sad, isn't it? That, I know we were told. pen to paper anymore. Yeah, we were told with Christian because he was having uh, trouble with his writing grip at one point. And they're like, you know, you better fix that now or else they'll just basically stop teaching it and skip it. And they'll just go straight to wow. uh to computer because that's you know, how most things are done now. Yeah, you know what? I'd have to ask my boys. They're in their twenties. I don't even. I don't remember. I guess they. I think they learned cursive. I'm pretty sure they did. I never paid much attention. <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy too is like I look back on high school. One of the most important classes I took in high school was typing. Mm. All right, and mm-hmm. they actually sat you down at a typewriter, and mm-hmm. that's how you learn. But in order to learn like the QWERTY keyboard. And to type with two hands, mm-hmm. it was it was incredibly important. And going through university, when you got these three thousand word essays to write and more, that you're like, holy crap! I'm glad I know how to do this. But now it's it's kind of different because of texting. Is that you don't hold onto the keyboard right. like it's that, right? It's all with your thumbs. You're, you're back to basically finger tapping now. Yeah. Actually, as I look down at the keyboard as you're talking about it, it is interesting. It's not something I've ever really considered. I took typing in school as well. But just the way it was set up, you know, you would think where the Q is at the top left, they would have just started A, B, C, D and gone and followed the alphabet, right? It just I, I find it interesting, and I don't know what the answer is, to why the letters were set up on a keyboard or a typewriter the way they were. Well, I think it's because of the combinations that that you use, right? Right. That the the most used letters, well, I guess Jay wouldn't really go into that mix, are the ones on the ma- main line, mm. right? And the ones you can get to your index fingers, which you are the ones that you use more than Q and P and Z, mm. right? Because that's why they're kind of on the outskirts of it. That's why they call it a QWERTY keyboard, too, is because the top row, the first letters are Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Oh, okay. You know, you want to screw with the world? Change the keyboard now. <laughs> yeah. Switch the letters around. <laughs> We'd be an absolute disaster. In this past year with this pandemic, we're swearing a lot more than we ever used to. <laughs> yes, For openly. Both, both men and women were equal in that. Uh, three quarters of people say they use strong language like the F word every day now. Okay. Once a day? <laughs> I said it half a dozen times in the last hour. Yeah, I wake up to it. <clears throat> Young people are uh, the driving force behind it. Um, more than half of people under 25 say they swear and use the F bomb all the time. <clears throat> it's also become, uh, I think it's almost, you know, you still can't say it. Like we couldn't say it on the air, but, right. well, we could once, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's also, I think it's a word that is softening with time. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's seen as offensive as it once was. 
I think if you pull it out in in mid sentence in in a crowded area, I guess it, it would probably be noticed. Um, I think the ones that go around with it, right? Fricks and frigs are yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, those were considered mm-hmm. curses, and uh, and now it's like nah, not at all. But you know, we, it's it's interesting with the kids because they want to pull those out because they hear them on YouTube and of sure. course from us. Have you heard them drop it? Uh, I've heard them drop it with friends. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's funny to hear it come out of their mouth. Yeah. And, and how you react. And and then and and, and and they never cop to it. No, no, I didn't. Mm. And that's part of the problem. Most of us do it without even knowing we're right. doing it now. Yeah. Right. And you get into a formal setting, and next thing you know, you sound like a trucker. Remember, and, and it's one of those things for whatever reason just sticks out in my head. I can remember it. I can even hear the tone. <clears throat> where Daniel, uh, at some point, I was walking somewhere in the house and I heard him fighting with his brother, David, and he turned to him and said, you're just such an effing a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it so per And he was young, you know. I don't know where he got it from. Uh, he must have heard it somewhere. <laughs> uh, and I stopped. It stopped me because, you know, you... When you're young and you use it, maybe you don't use swear words in the proper way yeah. or the right tone. Yeah, well, they get it in context. But he had it spot on. <laughs> and he was like six. I oh, know he probably wasn't that young. But, I, but to this day, I remember it. And I didn't say anything because they didn't know I heard them. And I just kind of giggled to myself and walked away. But uh, it is funny when you hear your kids dropping the F-bomb for the first time. I, I remember... Um at one point, I had probably been university age. I think I'd come back, and I had a, a family member had passed away, and I was visiting. You know, I think it was my uncle had passed away. I was visiting my aunt, and I hadn't seen her in quite some time. And you know, we were just kind of catching up and talking to her. And 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 you know, as she was kind of explaining you know, how bad things had gotten mm. or whatever, it was just an awful situation. But I just like one of those loud, long, lingering Fs. Right. right? Like, oh. And I didn't even know I did it. It just came out. Right. Yeah. I, and, and later on, my girlfriend at the time, we were. I remember we were leaving. She's like, you know you dropped the F-bomb. Right? Mm. Like, really? <laughs> no clue whatsoever. Yeah, and you know, now that I think about it with you and swearing, like, I don't hear you say it a lot. Not here, anyhow. Certainly not in the studio. I know there's kind of a written rule that you try to... Not That's, saying of all the things we do on the air, yeah. you know, when when people talk to us, they're like, "Oh, I don't know how you." The the one thing mm. that they don't understand, a lot of people don't like to speaking in public, and sure. and they don't understand how we can do this job. How do you speak publicly all the time like that? Because it doesn't feel like that mm-hmm. uh, when it's just the two of us in here. But hands down, everyone says, "Don't know how you do it without swearing," mm-hmm. and it's just it, it really is a weird kind of mental block. It's, and you catch me on the golf course, and I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. It gets quite blue. Or church. Right. I uh, Yeah, I've always treated it like grandma's in the room. Mm. You know, I wouldn't have sworn around grandma. She swore like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say it. But, yeah, I think a lot of the words, like the S word, you know, certainly uh, bitch was a word that you could never say at one time. Right. But now, of course, there's songs right. with that title in it. There's a lot of lyrics. Yeah, uh, go back to George Carlin's. Mm-hmm. Right? Seven words you can't say. Are there any that you can? No, most of them you still can't you say. You still, yeah. Yeah. But like tit. <laughs> They're fun, though. You can say tit. <laughs> Can you say tit? Well. Doesn't seem like a bad word. You did. Doesn't, it seems cute. <laughs> Doesn't seem that bad to me. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.